Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff's Flea Circus. If you've been here before, but my name is Cliff Regardless. Cliff Regardless, that's a good name, isn't it? Good name, isn't it? (laughs) It's a very good name. (laughs) And my name is Brett Happenstance. (laughs) Brett Happenstance, good. I like it. Yeah. And how are you, Brett Happenstance? Mr. Happenstance, how are you? <laughs> Mr. Heavenstance. You should say it like that with a, a little bit of a lisp. That's Mr. how I like people to say it. Okay. Mr. Okay. Heavenstance. You have to do that Bruce Forsyth impression as well. Facial <laughs> <laughs> impression. Yes. Nobody else can see it. <laughs> well, I, I just imagined myself as Brucey saying my own name there. <laughs> so that's what I was. Good evening, Mr. Heavenstance. <laughs> How have you bumped into him? Yeah, yeah, he's always about the place, you know. I've bumped into <laughs> many, many a spectre. Now I just saw him nuke. in a charity shop at the Nuke. <laughs> so <laughs> you said you're well. a bit rough. Are you drinking the cider or is that uh, some no, kind of Lucasade? It's out the window. I'm there. Uh, I did out have the Lucasade. It's out the window. Well, you know, temporarily out the window. I've chucked uh-huh. it out the window. I was very confused about what you meant by that. <laughs> You've never heard that terminology before. No, I thought, oh, yeah, where you reach into where the drink was, I thought you were saying it's out the window, oh, like you've got your drink no. on a on a windowsill or something outside. <laughs> yeah, just cool it on the windowsill. No, oh, I, no I don't have the luxury of, of being on a balcony like you, Mate, so I couldn't do it. Sweltering, it's unbearable. My drink today uh-huh. is I put a tequila in a glass with an ice pop to melt in it. <laughs> <laughs> what flavor was the ice pop? A lemon one. Nice. Thought it would go. Nice. Hey, that's, it's a good idea, that isn't it? You should be on Blue Peter or something new, couldn't you? <laughs> but yeah. today, kids, we're going to teach you how to make <laughs> yes. the most of alcohol in co- in hot climates. <laughs> <laughs> how, how to cool mom and dad's drinks. <laughs> it is a very good idea. I like it. I like it. Um, so Ooh. yeah, I'm a bit under the weather. A bit a bit fluy, I didn't know. I was going to do a COVID test, but I don't think we've got any. What's the point? No, but they, you know, I, I, I suppose it's just. I've gone so beyond it. I've gone beyond COVID tests now. Like, what's the point? What what well, happen if you've got it? I don't know. As me mother-in-law calls it, the COVID. The COVID, obviously. <laughs> the COVID. <laughs> um, I presume you've had plenty of time just to lay it around on your arse, which is the perfect scenario for you. You know, very Not well. really, no, I haven't. I've, I've been working and shit like that. So, and I've, I've been 
prior to this, I've been trying to get fit again and running and all that Maybe. kind of stuff. Maybe that's where it is. Yeah. You know, <laughs> me buddy saying, no. Don't bother, please. I'm absolutely massive. When I, when I come over in a couple of weeks, you'll see I'm, I'm expanding. I'm like Dr. Robotnik. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you don't have the fetching moustache. I don't have the facial hair, of course, but, you know, who who does? Can um, I jump on your head to defeat you? Of course. When you come over? It's the only way. <laughs> it's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to get you, Ness. <laughs> this is quite nice, this drink, by the way. I've just had a sip of it. It's all right. Of course it is. Quite, it's, quite, it's... Very, quite pleased with yourself. <laughs> yes, that's who you should be, putting a nice spot in there. I mean, that's wonderful. Great idea. Did you watch any of the Glastonbury's at the weekend? You know what? I didn't watch any. I didn't watch any at all. I heard Guns and Roses were good. <laughs> Um, uh, nobody likes but, but, what's Rose, the thing anybody... what's the thing right of why do people do this now where like they watch Glastonbury and they complain about the person that's on whoever it is they know exactly know. what they're going to be doing do you know what I mean we'll say about and they just moan about it oh, he's not very good now is he he's ancient yeah he is yeah he's ancient and he's yeah, obviously like, obviously he's not as good as he was then but actually Elton John was class tell you what was in class I mean, obviously, he's still well, got the in the club style for all of his songs, which he's yeah. like, just got to get over that. That's just what he sings like now. Um, uh-huh. But like, I don't know however long he played, an hour and 20 minutes or whatever. It's just absolute banger after banger. It was like, just class. Of course it is. Um, of course it is. Brilliant. He's and great. We brought out a couple of guests to help him on songs. Um, Did he? Who do you have? Well, there's a band called Gabriel's who he endorses. You know, he likes to endorse certain musicians that are younger than him. Uh yeah. Does the, he does he cliff? Does he still get the the releases of the week on CD uh, He still gets all of the uh, all he? of the records every week, I think, and notes all down the, the charts. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the singer from them came on to do Are You Ready for Love? Uh he's like kind of big gay black guy. Uh I hope uh-huh. that's appropriate language to use. The Doctor <laughs> Who? The new Doctor Who was he? <laughs> Probably uh, or James Bond. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, he came out. He was good. Um, before he was going, Elton John was going to. Uh, so I was inspired to uh, write the song "Philadelphia Freedom" by all of the Philly soul that are like bands like the Drifters. What am I talking about? Not the Drifters. It's <laughs> like arguing with himself while he's trying to <laughs> tell the story. Correcting himself on stage. <laughs> He was just looking at one of his band members, and after a while, he went, The spinners, that's what I mean. What am I talking about? The drifters. I'm like really angry. <laughs> his band, I was like, He was going, This is amazing. He's he's banter with the crowd. He was like, Genuinely, like, this is amazing. It looked like fucking, I don't know, like about 500,000 people that watching it or something. And he was like, Look, really, like, he was uh-huh. loving it. Like, he couldn't believe it. It's the first time he played Glastonbury, I think. It's his last ever gig. Apparently, um, and mm. uh, <laughs> it's funny, like you know, like all the jokes about being like angry and oh, you know, the, that documentary and stuff, and oh, he just like Deeper. snaps at people and stuff. So he's good, like, even he's like, mm-hmm. thanks to the crowd, and he's bits to the crowd were a bit like, come on, like, come on, clap, yes, that's good, come on, <laughs> yes, <laughs> just like, but you don't sound very <laughs> thankful at all, it sounds angry as fuck. Um, <laughs> But he's good. So anyway, uh, and some fella came on, sang one of his own songs. Bit weird. Uh, a last came mm-hmm. on to sing, uh, "Don't go breaking my heart with him." 
in which he got out from behind the piano and shuffled around the stage. So, so weird. He's not mobile. Like, I'm not surprised it's his last ever gig. No, I, I saw him, like, I saw him walk on stage. Yeah. And uh, there was, like, <laughs> clips of that of people taking the yeah. piss and stuff. Um, but he's an old man. I know. I he's mean, like, what hell. is he, 78 or something? Like, fucking hell. Um, uh-huh. And then, uh-huh. but then the singer from The Killers came out, Brandon Flowers, to do Tiny Dancer. Oh, yes. And my uh-huh. God, that man has a smooth face. <laughs> like, so smooth. <laughs> and he has a, smooth a, face. a brilliant white set of teeth. Really big, really big. <laughs> very noticeable. <laughs> um, and he can't really sing. You, you well. would have thought he would have some, like, lines in his face. You would actually should have ironed some lines in his face, being well. Should have drawn them on like Luke Troy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he should have done. That's what he should have done. But um, sadly, I didn't see any of the. the no, Boston like honestly, that was good. That's sad. But it's weird. It was like split in two halves. Like old people. Pat Stevens was class. Yeah. Uh, Elton John, Guns N' Roses, and then like, and Rick Astley. I just watched his set the day. He was class. He did uh did highway. I to saw hell. him playing the drums. Did you see playing the drums to that? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> was I class. Saw that. I saw that. Uh, uh-huh. And then the other half. All round musician near like, Rick Astley. Oh, he's good. They bet they fucking love him at Ben's Park. Aye, if only we could get him. Um, <laughs> but then the that other was half was like young, kind of like electro pop bands, like. But much more poppy than you would think of for Glastonbury. Like, it wasn't like indie band kind of thing. It was like last singer with like uh-huh. keyboards and stuff. Uh, so it was a bit yeah. different to other ones, but I watched a lot of it. It was enjoyable. It's always nice to watch it from the safety of your, of your sitting room. It there. is. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not in a tent. I know, like that. That's the good thing. <laughs> hey, Cliff, I, I have dug some stuff out for you um, on Facebook. Obviously, Fast. yeah, yeah. Because obviously it's it's transfer season, isn't mm-hmm. it? So on Facebook you get all the transfer rumours and that. Uh-huh. My favourite part mm-hmm. of all football, of course. Aye. But the thing is, these days, it's always like foreign agents who are getting involved. And unfortunately, a lot of it is lost in translation, if you've ever read <laughs> the uh, transfer rumours on Facebook. <laughs> so I'll, I'll read some out here, see if they, they make any sense well, to you. Do you want me to guess who So this is the first about? one. Obviously... You don't have to guess. No, you just just listen just to listen. the craziness I'll just of listen, what okay. the, the rumours are. Yes, <laughs> just listen. That's and respond. Yeah, that would be fine. That would be fine. So this is the, the, obviously they're all Sunderland related because I'm not looking at any other teams. But okay. There you go. Yes. So uh, this is the first one. Loaned to a uh, Is that how you say that? Ogze. That French team that begins with an A. Ogze. That's it. Yeah. Loaned to Ogze for the. I don't know. Who knows? For the second half of the season, Matthias Albine, 20, under contract with Rennes until 2025, arouses the greed of several clubs, <laughs> including Stade de Rennes. <laughs> what do you think of him arousing the greed? I think, like, all of that stuff is, like, unnecessary. I want, like, I want to know, like, 20-year-old attacking midfielder who scored five goals last season could sign for Sunderland for a million quid. Yeah. I'm not really bothered, like, how long his contract is at his parent club and all of that kind of stuff. I don't nah. care about it. <laughs> nah. 
Obviously, just the fact that he's arousing the greed of several I mean, clubs. I'll, I'll have to have a look at him and see, see, what, see if he does the same for me. <laughs> Second one. Here you have a treat for your Sunland fanatical eyes. The next jewel of South America should not go. Great, great future at Venezuela. <laughs> I don't know who that's about. But there you the go. Name? It doesn't mention the name. It does not mention the name. This one is incredibly long-winded, right? But yeah. it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So I'll read it out here. The cast has it in the folder of Norwich City of the Championship in England. The player has been followed for a long time in that country since Sulland also made views and probes for the crossed striker, <laughs> who is a fixed card for Benazaro and for Ariel Holren in the strip box. <laughs> what on earth is that about? <laughs> Sounds like a 3-2-1 quiz. Exactly. <laughs> you cannot work it out. So there you go. Lost in translation oh, football me. rumors. That's I'm what they so are. I'm absolutely dripping with sweat here. <laughs> <laughs> They're funny. I like them. I like them. Um, I, I messaged you last night just saying, what words did I say? Oh, yes. You, you sent us Barry McGuigan, and uh, I thought he was dead. <laughs> so I came, out, I, I came quite, in and I, I, would have said, All right, I had a look at the news in that. But <laughs> g- g- gladly, Barry's fine. Is he? I don't know. Well, that's what I wanted to just have a word with you about. Like he's, he was uh-huh. everywhere, wasn't he in the in the eighties? He still do. Right? <laughs> he is. I think I'm he's trying fine. to prompt you to do some research. <laughs> see, see well, what no, he's up to. I mean, he's a boxing manager now. Is uh, yeah, okay. or a trainer? Is is the call them? Um, his his son is is a, a boxing manager as okay. well. Okay. Uh-huh. Has he still got the tash? Terry McGuigan, his son's called. Terry McGuigan. He's, no. he's not. He's not. <laughs> is he, I don't think he does have the, the moustache. Oh, well, maybe. You, can you post a picture on the Twitter account so we can all see what he looks like now? Then? Why would you want us to do that? I'm not doing well, I'm any asking of that. If, as a why, why are you asking us about Barry McGuigan? Gwiggers? Just <laughs> Why don't you do your own research if you want to know about? <laughs> yeah, where you get I, messaged you, I messaged you a while ago about something, and I said, "Remind us to mention this." And we, and it was months ago. But what are you that? aware of this small man that seems to be like a fighter or something? He's called Hezbollah or something like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Hezbollah. I don't think it's that. Are they terrorists? Are they? I'm not going to wait. Are they? they... That, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Are they the the Israeli people? Hezbollah, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But do you know who I mean? No. It's a small, like little kind of midget kind of fella. A midget. Um, <laughs> is that allowed? Probably not. <laughs> I don't know what he is. I'm confused. I was hoping for some answers, Brett, but uh, I've only got what, more questions. <laughs> how have we got Barry? Have gone from Barry McGuigan to this midget? Yeah, I man? think he's a fighter. Well, just because you send us Barry McGuigan doesn't mean that I'm going to know who this midget fighter is. I about this lad ages ago. Is he a joke, fella? Well, I think he's serious, but like it's hard to tell because he, he assumes he's a joke. Uh, small, I'm Googling small fighter. Uh-huh. Has Hasbullah. Hasbullah? Hasbullah. Hey, Hasbullah. Yeah, yeah. Who is who the fuck is Hasbullah? Who is the little guy Hasbullah? Do you want a synopsis once. of who he is? Uh, you can't do. But one second, 
I was looking for the boxing lunch on, on me dodgy box, and and it was it was midgets who were fighting. <laughs> like naked. it was, they weren't naked. No, they weren't naked. Gladly, but they were they were they were knocking seven pounds out of each other. That's okay, okay. So who's Hasbulla Magomedov? Grew up right. in Makalachala, Republic of Dagestan, Russia, and is the son Ooh. of a plumber. He became extremely popular after a video of him went viral on TikTok in 2021. He has a genetic disorder that resulted in his small stature and high-sounding voice. Although it has not been officially confirmed, it's believed he has a form of dwarfism. He has been posting content on Instagram since November 2020, but only went viral on TikTok in 2021. He now has over 8 million followers on Instagram. In October 2022, he signed a contract with the UFC. He is believed to be around 20 the years UFC. old. Mm-hmm. Believed. I mean, the poor fella, I mean, he, you've just mentioned that he's got, um, he's got a, something wrong with him that makes him small. But why mm-hmm. does that in turn also make his voice squeaky? I mean, the poor <laughs> fella. Maybe it's these small larynx. I don't know. Maybe uh, God knows. God knows. But you know, that's just not on, is it? He has earned, he's majorly popular with the MMA community after several videos of him went viral. He earned the nickname Mini Khabib after he recreated Khabib Nurmagomedov's iconic UFC weigh in. You know, I don't uh, I don't particularly sort of move in the the MMA circle. <laughs> no, me neither. <laughs> so I have been unsure about whether this guy is real or not. Uh-huh. I'm I'm sure he's real, but you know, I I'm just unaware of him. I think me some might have I know shown he's us real, a video like, of this he... fella before. Okay. I think gonna... I know who you mean. I'm gonna see if I... I'll send you a picture of him right now. If it's the same guy, my son's sending his, I... his, his video. Iconic win. <laughs> and I didn't I didn't get it to be honest. I didn't I didn't get what was. I all thought about. you would have some answers for us, but no, no. Yeah, again, like I see I tell you what, Brett. I'm just going to stop asking you questions about fighters. Great, okay then. <laughs> I mean, oh, you probably yeah. it's for the best, isn't it? To be honest, you know I what sent I mean? you a picture. Sent you a picture of him with another little fella. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that fella before. Don't they look? They look very standoffish. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're getting ready for a fight. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like they look like they don't want to, do they? <laughs> the guy the like little... I'm talking about the guy. Their the dad's left. just turned up and he's breaking it up. I think the dad's turned up and he's going, "Well, he fucking fight him then." <laughs> that's, that's, get away with I, that. I mean, is that what? It passes for entertainment these days. I mean, the only reason people are going to watch them fight is because they look like two little children fighting, and that's terrible, <laughs> isn't it? That's the thing. I'm, I'm look very confused. Look very confused. So someone else I've been up to. Two chaps. I went to yes. see a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Ooh, do you think that would be any is good? It good? It sounds good. It sounds like a, a right old time. Was it? was a good night uh mm-hmm. the singer was good I'm, I'm not quite sure on the guitarist i think he had big shoes to fill and he didn't quite yeah get obviously <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, what was he called jimmy book <laughs> the full book oh, jimmy <laughs> scribble um yeah it was uh, it was good night i just went out with a few fellas but one of the blokes i met for the first time oh, you just went out with a few fellas did you <laughs> um 71 year old bloke from newcastle 
And he saw mm-hmm. them in 1971 at the City Hall when he was 14, he reckoned. Uh, so he, he saw that. Like, he saw the tribute band, yeah. Actual Led Zeppelin. <laughs> no, Not actual this Led tribute Zeppelin. band. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. the real one. He was like, so I can't wait. Is, he, is, is he by any chance, is he a devil worshipper, Cliff? No, I tell you what, he was a lovely bloke. But then at the end, Not of, a devil the, worshipper. At the end of the night... He started talking about how kids identify as cats in schools. And I went, I don't think this is true. I saw it in the Daily Mail. Uh-huh. I don't think this is true. So nah. I thought he was a lovely fella, but he, he spoiled it a bit at the end of the night for spoiled talking bit, about outrage at kids not even really saying that they're cats, but never mind. Uh-huh. Well, you know, kids One more thing, cats, I did. have you seen this film, Megan? Yes. <laughs> did you like dances. it? I yeah. like the dancing. I don't know, like the dancing's weird, isn't it? Like it's it's a strange thing to add in, I think. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, like it's, it's let's make it do some like, creepy dancing and sing it. It's like Chucky, isn't it? That's what it reminded me of very much like Chucky. Have seen them, You've never seen Chucky, have you not? I assume it's the same because it's about a toy that comes to life and starts killing exactly. people. Exactly. So. Yeah, just, but it was good though. It's I liked it how it was sinister and it started. Walking like a, a spider, like the exorcist. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. Dance yeah, it had all of that kind of stuff, in, didn't it? And then when his face mm-hmm. gets ripped off and it's like evil robot face underneath. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, enjoyed that. I've been watching The Boys. That's what I've been Oh, watching. have you? Uh huh. Yeah. It's how, good. How, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's ridiculous, but it's good. It is ridiculous, but it's like a takeoff on like, it's taking the piss out of America completely, isn't it? Yeah. But and I think, I think like many things. A lot of people probably look at the the main man and think like that's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Someone who's clearly a Nazi. <laughs> Kills he's he's the fun. biggest arsehole in the world. Him, he's he? brilliant. He's, though, good, he's really good. He, he is class. He's he's excellent. That that's brilliant. Who plays him like? But, yeah. Uh, what do you just think the of uh, one in the world? What do you think of Carl Urban's accent? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like the way he it's just the best keep, keeps accent. calling people cunts. Yeah, it's the best Cockney accent since Dick Van Dyke, I think. It is. Or Don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah, he's good. I mean, it, I'd love it if they made new Dreadful with him in it, but that doesn't look like it's going to happen. But there you no. go. Well, it's good when we watch that. Well, I'm yeah, glad you belatedly got into that. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it is. I think I've got two episodes to watch of the last this third season. So, yeah. Third season Enjoying just gets it. more daft. Think like yeah, there's the like actual... a, a man with a giant penis, isn't there? <laughs> what do you think about the bit where the small man climbs up inside the fella for for like gay sexy times, but then sneezes and yeah. becomes big again and explodes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a lot of that going on, isn't there? It's it is pretty yeah, good. It. Oh, that. It, it, it is. It's 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 funny, man. It's it's clever, isn't it? It is, and like also it. like just like slapstick and just stupid mm. as well but uh, also clever uh, I like it I like it um, well Brett this episode I asked you to listen to a band called the Go-Betweens did? did you listen to uh-huh. them? I did indeed yes okay three I weeks a... ago so. okay well I made a little a little playlist on Spotify not uh, not comprehensive by any means just the 14 songs some of the biggest hits, yeah. A couple of, oh, biggest hits, but we didn't really have any, but that's what we'll get to. And a couple of solo no, things as well. On that list, sure, there's 14. Sure, there was. Sure, there was more than 14. Four, I'm looking at it right now, and it says 14 socks. So that's what it is. Um, on, I'll, get, I'll give little, you that. Do you want a synopsis? 
Yes, go on then. I'm, I'm interested. Yes. Okay. So the go <laughs> the go betweens for an Australian indie rock band. This is from Wikipedia, by the way. Formed yeah. in Brisbane, Queensland, in 1977, the band was uh -huh. co-founded and led by singer-songwriters and guitarists Robert Forster and Grant McLennan, who were its mm -hmm. only constant members throughout the band's existence. Blah 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 right. blah blah. They split up in 1987. No, they split up in 1989, and they were they got back together in 2000. But it was just the two main lads and some different people then. But then in 2006, Grant McLennan died of a heart attack. And then obviously the band split up because they were the only ones in it, really. Yeah. Uh, but they had Forster and McLennan both had solo careers, and Robert Forster continues to have a solo career, and he's a writer. Uh, and he's still going strong. <clears throat> and Grant mm -hmm. McLennan and the band's work of being critically acclaimed during that career and posthumously, but never mm -hmm. really got commercial success. Yes, which is which is an odd one. They, they didn't have a top 50 single in either Australia, where they're from, or the UK, did they? Which is weird. And it's it's weird for a band that didn't have any commercial or chart success at all for people to still talk about them or like them, I think, in the from the 80s. Right, yes. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I've even got a, a bridge named after them, haven't they, in Australia? Yes, in, yeah, in Brisbane. Uh, what, uh -huh. uh, had you heard of them before? I had not. I had not. Oh, okay. So you, you put us onto these for the first time. Um, okay. I hadn't heard anything about them. And obviously just looked at them a little bit three What do you ago. think? I, I, I liked uh, some of them. Some mm -hmm. of them I could take it or leave it type thing. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, one in one song in particular, which you'd probably be able to guess which one it is, um, that I thought was amazing. Street Can you guess which one? Your Town? It wasn't that one, no. Is it, it, was, it Love was, Goes On? No, it was Cattle oh. and Cain. That's the one that I really All right, liked. okay, okay. Ah, interesting. Uh -huh. It's not yes. the poppiest one that I do. Uh, no, all right, it's not okay. the poppiest. Uh -huh. well, that apparently yeah. is the song that convinced uh the band or Grant McLennan, Robert Forster to like write proper songs by the when they got to that one he was like right let's stop talking about that stream of consciousness lyrics and stuff like that let's actually try and mm -hmm. write like kind of classic songwriting kind of things and that's the song that did that so interesting that that's the one that you think is the yes. best in your opinion it... still there Put one on again. I'm still there. I'm still here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if I was uh, to put one on again, that would be the one. That okay. I, on. I okay. like the bass line and stuff like that and uh, of the song. And uh, there's a, a sort of acoustic bit at the start. I like it all. I like it all, that song. So that's okay. the one that stood out for me. What, what, how did you get into this band, Cliff? Um, you know what? I can't remember, but it mu I must have just read about them in like a music magazine or something years ago. Uh-huh. Uh and as to, I don't, I don't know everything about them. Uh, but I well, when I say that, I haven't heard like all of their albums all the way through and all of their solo albums that they've got. Yeah. Um, but I I know that that those two songs that I mentioned, like, are two of my favorite ever songs. Like, I, I will listen to them on repeat, on repeat, on repeat. I think they're both absolutely yeah. brilliant, like indie pop songs. Um, I know that. Andy Dawson of 
Atletico Mints, he's a big fan, and I, I mm-hmm. chatted with him about them. Uh, and he put us on to a documentary that came out about them about seven years ago or something. Uh, uh-huh. And the documentary is like great. It kind of really brings it to life. Like you see them. Because obviously when you listen to the songs, you don't really get what the band was about so much or how they must have looked in the 80s and all of that. So uh-huh. that kind of puts it in a bit more perspective. And then there was a book by Robert Forster called Grant and I uh, about the band and about Grant McLennan. Uh, that's again just brilliant, and some of the film is kind of like taken from bits in the book. Um, I just I really like his songwriting and his writing, and I think because of that, I got into the band a little bit more. Uh, and Andy sent us the two later albums when they reformed, which I'd never heard before. Uh, and there's a couple of songs on that playlist that I, I put on there, but again, mm-hmm. like I've listened to those albums a couple of times, I'm not an expert in them. Uh, and I've got a couple of Robert Forster solo albums, but nothing of Grant McLennan. So the songs I put on the playlist from his solo stuff, I'd mm-hmm. never really heard before. I just listened to a couple of them and, and stuck them on. So the, the yeah. two songwriters got very different styles, I think. They're obviously. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I was mm. gonna, they're, they're, real, they're, they're totally different, aren't they? One's like this kind of extrovert fella. Obviously, yeah. that's that's Robert Forster, isn't it? And the other mm. guy singing like softer, more sensitive sort of songs, yeah. isn't he? But I, I think... do have a bone to pick with you about um, Robert Forster because I did watch a, an interview with him where he said that he dyed his hair grey or something like that in the eighties. And the reason that he dyed his hair grey was he was a great lover of Dynasty actor John Forsyth. What's all that about? <laughs> like, <laughs> is that a joke? <laughs> <laughs> Why you think? Why have you got a board and pick with me? <laughs> I, I thought you'd know about it. That's now that's either one of the funniest things I've ever heard, right? Because <laughs> it's a good joke. Oh, that's just fucking mental, isn't it? <laughs> it's probably a joke. Um, it should be. Also, I think like the one of those bands where you know two songwriters, quite slight, different styles. Uh-huh. Off, obviously, you get throughout the ages the new Lennon and McCartney, and I think that these guys had that thrown at them a bit, but just because of the nature of like the songwriting partnership, I think I don't really think the songs are anything like the Beatles at all in terms no. of how the style. If if there are Grant McLennan songs are a little bit more melodic and maybe a kind of mix of John Lennon, Paul McCartney kind of things. Don't think Robert Forster's or anything like the, uh, the Beatles. Um, no, but when I first heard of them. I knew Grant McLennan had died. I think mm-hmm. I assumed he was the more... I knew one was meant to be a bit more crazy than the other one. And I think I assumed... I did assume he was the one that was a bit more out there and he had died because of drinking drugs or whatever. It's actually quite yeah. sad. Very sad what happened, what his life was like. If you read up a little bit more about them, he's very insecure and uh, they were both seen... Yeah. They were both seeing people in the band, so they had this like kind of Fleetwood Mackie thing going on as well. Um, All right. Uh, they kind of got serious when they got this drummer in called Lindy Lindy Thompson, uh, and Robert Forster was seeing her. She was like this kind of six foot outgoing punk feminist, uh, and mm-hmm. I think he got a bit of his kind of wearing of dresses and shit like that from her and doing his hair silly. And uh, Grant McLennan 
was seeing they brought a, a fiddlist. Fiddlest. Yeah, there's a fiddle in there, isn't there? Uh, uh, there's a, a wee fiddle in there. For, he for uh, he ended up seeing her, and a lot of the songs are about her. But like, I don't think he was a very good boyfriend. In the fact that he was incredibly needy and jealous and stuff. And some of the songs oh. you can tell, like, I think he didn't talk to her, but he just used to write songs about her or about their relationship. And apparently, as yeah. soon as the band split up, she left like that day. So she must have been like desperate to leave, but didn't want to do it for the band or whatever. Um, and I think he he went into like alcoholism and stuff like that. But he's also always really insecure. He's kind of like balding, right? Like he's got receding hair. And apparently, he was uh-huh. super conscious about that. And obviously, Robert Forster's got this like long kind of like foppish kind of fringe and stuff. And it, mm-hmm. I think he was always felt in the shadow of him a little bit because he was so outgoing. Yeah. But it's, it's never a good together. idea to, to sort of go out with your bandmates, is it? I mean, it never ends well, does it? In the, I don't the think it ever seems like there's some good songs come out of it, but I don't think anybody's personal yeah. life <laughs> is any better. For... <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's definitely not a good idea. I didn't know about that, uh, but I knew that they the brought the two ladies in and stuff like that. Yeah, because um, Robert Forster was saying that that as soon as they added added the the fiddle player, it added sort of a little bit extra to the band when they were playing live and all that kind of mm. stuff. I think it was um, a weird one because um, they moved to London and they were like so like highly thought of and stuff. But every time they record an album, they're like, "This is going to be the one that breaks through," and they record like "Sweet to Your Town" and think, "Oh, this is a surefire hit," and it doesn't happen. So they keep getting like kind of dropped. And then a new label, and then it doesn't work out again. And I think they were pretty like destitute in London. If you read the book, yeah. there's a lot of detail about that. There's one bit like also the other musicians were kind of just like session players. So the bassist, one of the bassists says uh he couldn't afford to like to buy food when he was in the band. Like he was uh-huh. he was basically like just starving, couldn't afford to pay bills or anything. So he left and then they replaced him with a guy who uh didn't even like the band that he didn't like didn't like that music <laughs> <laughs> he just joined did he just joined yeah. like, all right I'll yeah, do nice. I don't, don't like the music in it i hate you but i will i'll do it I mean, but so, weird. Shit. so yeah they were always very like bad. they were knocking around early mid 80s in london very similar to like lloyd cole and the commotions and stuff like that kind of very literate in terms of their lyrics and very clever in terms of the way the songs are structured and stuff um, so, Cliff, is, why don't why do you think it didn't quite happen for them? Do you think I think they're a bit like too clever reasons? for their own good? Uh-huh. Like, uh, it's a bit like you know field music from like from Sunderland. I used to go to college where I went and stuff. Like, yeah, they're super critically acclaimed, and they bring out their own albums, produce their own albums, and stuff like that. The tour, and I'm sure get by. Um, but they've never had a hit, really. They had, like, Prince mm-hmm. retweeted one of their songs, like, just before he died, saying it was, like, amazing. Like, yeah. so people obviously like them and like it, but they've never uh-huh. had a, a, a hit hit. And I think it's a similar thing. Like, uh, it's, it sounds mean to say too clever for their own good because I love both of these bands, but they're just, like, it's not really what charts want a lot of the time or what the, grand, the, the general public wants. So I think it's mm-hmm. that, like, this... The sensitive songs are a bit, maybe a bit too sensitive. I don't know about what you think, but the the lyrics are quite like yeah. on the nose, like they're quite they hard are. to listen to. I think sometimes. And yeah, the, I, I think that's true. I, it's not something that you 
you can put on and just immediately get. Yeah. I think the only one that really was like that was that Cutler came off for yeah. me. And then I think but the yeah, other Foster ones right. are like, like Grant McLennan's probably got like a nice voice. Not an amazing voice. Mm-hmm. I think the songwriting carries both of them, but Robert Foster's voice certainly isn't very conventional for like a pop band. So I think no. on the ones that he was writing, then maybe just like they didn't really click with him. And also the uh-huh. way they made the albums, like six of my songs, six of his songs, first six were mine, second six is his. Like maybe that isn't like great for a cohesive album either, you know, like it's not a really a yeah. collaborative effort. So I think there's mm-hmm. a few things that went into it. Um, yeah. But maybe- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I I, I love them, but again, I'm not like super, super fan, but I was really interested to see what you thought. I think you were saying it's a shame that they never had a hit, and I agree with you. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I mean, especially in the era of of hits, the eighties and stuff, wasn't it? You know, I mean, that's Mm. how you. I mean, that's how people think. You know, if you've had a hit, then you you're a decent band, which is a bit harsh and not always Mm. right, isn't it? No, no. I think it's. I think think probably deserved to. About that that era, I think you're right about that. Uh huh. I mean, that's how people, you know, regard success. Obviously, isn't it? You know, if you've had a hit or what have you, and mm. if they haven't, then. And the odd thing for me was to read that they hadn't had one in the native Australia as well, which is a bit odd. Don't it's you a bit think? odd. I think they left early. So I don't know whether the people in Australia like they left before anybody, like mainstream, knew who they were. Maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't know, but it is it is weird. Also, like. I think you you can imagine like some of these songs that Catelyn Kane I think is very similar to like 
early REM. Uh, there's a little bit of like post punky in the bass line and stuff like that on the, on the guitar at the beginning, like you say. So it's weird, like you'd think like American, like kind of college radio would like them as well. And I think that's where Grant McLennan went when he was doing his solo stuff. I think he was in, in America for that stuff. And I can kind of see that the, there's a, a big spectrum of college indie rock in America that I think they would fit into. But I don't know. I just, I just bizarre that of all of the bands that I've ever had hits and all of that, that these guys didn't have one yet. There's people is, who yes. absolutely love them, like like uh-huh. rave about them or want to hear and read anything that they've done. Um, mm. I'm not quite that far, but I do think it's bizarre that I think that they're, they're much more worthy of people's attention than a, a lot of bands out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, uh, the thing with me just coming in, and this is the first time that I've heard them, my mind's automatically going, well, that sounds a bit like The Cure. And yeah. that sounds a little bit like The Smiths. You, that's yeah. the thing. Obviously, that wouldn't be the case, you know, if, if I had listened to them in the 80s. It would yeah, I guess new. so. Yeah. yeah. That's, so that's the other thing as well. But, I mean, I, I, like I've, I've said, Cliff, I, I enjoyed listening to all of them. But just that, that particular song, that Cattle and Kane, that, that's the one that stood out for me. Yeah, I've just listened to it again when we had our little break there. It's a brilliant song. Uh-huh. Really, really good. Also, it doesn't really sound like much of the other stuff that they've done. So, it, it is, it, uh, yeah, that is the thing. It sounds, it is different, isn't it? It's about his form or something like that, isn't it? That's what I was reading. Yeah, like it's, these songs are quite uh, autobiographical, a lot of them. Like they're not that yeah. abstract. They're always quite dealing with stuff that they're both dealing with, but one mm-hmm. in a bit more of a sincere way than the other one. But uh, yeah, yeah, anyway, if anybody hasn't heard of them, uh, 16 Lovers Lane is the like the kind of poppy album with those songs that I mentioned on. That's normally the one that people like. Uh, but there's yeah, there's about eight albums and there's a couple of best ofs. Like you can listen, you, you can find your own way, I'm sure, because you might prefer the yeah. stuff that Brett likes to what I like. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know. And hey, Robert Forster like still going new albums, so listen to his stuff as well. But yes, yeah, I would to... like a quiz, please. Good. Good. I'm glad that you would. Hey, this quiz is called Australia, Cliff. Mm, there you what's go. it about then? Yeah, who knows? Question number one. What is the oldest, flattest and driest inhabited continent in the world? Not sure. Good guess. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, the, what, the oldest and flattest continent? And driest. Did you say oldest? Is that what really one of the things? Yeah, I did, yes. <laughs> The uh, oldest, flattest, driest, inhabited. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, I don't. I mean, what? I don't know. China. <laughs> it's not, it's, not, it's Australia. It's Australia. Is it a continent? I don't know what's happening, but apparently I'm unstable, and you're talking about Keith Barron on the continent. <laughs> it's got, it got a bit confused. <laughs> yes, he's on the so The answer to your first question was... It, it broke the internet. <laughs> it was Australia, yes. That was that was the, the answer. Well done. Right. Next one. What is the highest grossing Australian film of all time? Cliff? Uh, Strictly Ballroom? 
No, it's not strictly ballroom. Would you like mm. another guess? Um, you can have one, Cliff. <laughs> okay, thanks. Well, I'm going to make another guess then, and that guess is going to be: Is it the Ned Kelly one with is his ledger <laughs> in it? <laughs> not the Mick what, Jagger one. What the one that's called Ned Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it's Crotterdale Dundee, of course. Oh, is that Australian? Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, of and I've also forgotten about it. Yeah, oh, it's you kind of forget about Crotterdale Dundee. We should do, we should watch that. I know that. it'll be it'll be interesting to see back, wouldn't it? I haven't seen it in obviously since I was a kid. I've had no need to watch that since I was a kid. No, but this when did the third one come out? I think I went to the cinema to see a third one did when I worked there. Really? What, when did that come out? In the nineties. And he must it must have been like two thousand or something. And and he obviously <laughs> was ancient. He was, Paul Hogan was about fucking sixty in the first one. <laughs> was he justified and ancient as well? Was he? Obviously no, he was, not that good. Right. Next one. In a similar vein, what is the biggest or sorry, what is the best selling album in Australia of why of all time? In Australia or from an Australian artist? Just in Australia. So it can be from anybody anywhere. It can be from anybody anywhere. It doesn't have to be an Australian artist, but this is the best-selling album in Australia ever. Uh, what do you think that is? Now, obviously, it's going to be quite a popular one, a one that we've heard of. Uh-huh. I think it's... Is it Spice, the Spice Girls' first album? <laughs> It's not, unfortunately <laughs> not. <laughs> it's it's Battle of Hell by the Meatloaf. Ah, oh, the first one. Yeah, twenty five times platinum, apparently. Nobody knows what that means, but it sounds good. I don't know what it means, but yeah. So sold there you go. It sold maybe quite a lot. Increase the number of what platinum means. Yeah, maybe, maybe <laughs> they should just tell people what it, what it means. <laughs> That would be better, wouldn't it? <laughs> right. Can you name the throwing stick with the aerodynamic properties traditionally <laughs> made of wood? Um, is it a boomerang? It is it well done. Well done. Hey, your knowledge of uh, Australia, it's it's deep, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. An advert from which drink proclaimed, I can see the pub from here? Oh, Foster's. No. No? It's not Foster's. What is it? Do you want another guess? I don't actually think you can get this drink anymore. Uh, At least I haven't seen it. An Australian lager? Yeah. But but that is Foster's? I don't know. <laughs> it's Castle Main Forex. Castle Main Forex. Castle Main. Have you I ever seen that it. in the shops? At the off door, have you? No. Nah. No, nah. nah, I haven't either. Can't remember nah. it at all. Just know. Yeah. I bet Same they're still going uh, in Gurnham's, though. Yeah, probably still full price. Uh, <laughs> harp as well. That's harp. another one. I'm sure I've had Harp. Yeah, I think I'm they sure came back harp. in the 90s or something. I remember drinking it for yeah. a while. <laughs> uh huh. What's the what's the name of that? Is it Scotch? The, the, the bloke with the beard. Aye. Like I like the look at him like. Yeah, I like him. 
He's what was another him. one that we used to get uh, that you can't get anymore? Labats. Can you get that? Labats. <laughs> I don't think you can get Labats. That's no. a shame. I think that's probably the biggest shame of all of them. You can still get I think facts. There was a Labats ice as well. Was there? Mm-hmm. You, you can get facts though, can't you? You can still get facts, of course. Yeah, because if you, got, if you couldn't get market. facks, though, you know, that, that would end always going to be a market for one and a half litre cans of. <laughs> Bad log. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so there should be, Cliff. So there should be. Mm-hmm. Right where I'm up to now. Oh, yes, this one. Which actor asked Neighbours producer not to put him in scenes with Bouncer as he did not like dogs? Okay. Is he just a general Neighbours actor or is it somebody that's gone on to better things? All of them have gone on to better things in Neighbours, surely, haven't they? They're all bloody famous. So yes, he, he he is famous. This particular fella. Is it Craig McLachlan? <laughs> no. No. Remember the when seven, he brought his Dennis? guitar out? Yes, that fella. I'm going to go through all the musicians. <laughs> <laughs> well, this fella does play the guitar as well. I'm sure you've sent us tracks by him as and stuff. Okay, so it's our our good friend, mm-hmm. uh, Mike from Neighbours. <laughs> no, it is. It's Guy P.S. Yes, it is. Okay, you that's terrible, it isn't it? That's apparently so. I, I, I just didn't like them. Well, I heard that. I heard that's why he hasn't come around yours. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that's that is one of the reasons. Also, he put a football through my window, so uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not particularly friendly with him. There's that reason as well. Fair enough. So, uh, yes, Guy P.S. No, didn't really like dogs. But in, in, in sort of, re- well, not rehearsing, because I don't rehearse anything. But in looking <laughs> at that mm-hmm. question, I was reading that in Neighbours, there's um, a dream sequence that the, the dog An bouncer episode? has. Full yeah, episode, full episode. Bouncer's dream. Yeah, that that's just <laughs> yeah. sounds wonderful, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you watch it, let's do that for the next episode. Bouncer's dream. Uh, do you think we'll be able to find it? Surely that exists on YouTube. It's like it's it's infamous. <laughs> Is the dog just like gonna like doing that running thing? You know that, that when dogs are asleep. You know, he like goes. He's got like a shirt, a shirt and tie on, and that going to go to work and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he's in PE, and he's got no run. No, yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. that's not true. But let me have a look. See if I can find it. YouTube bouncers. Dream neighbors. Well, we've got no context for it. Bounce says like... iconic dream. Oh, it's a scene, it's just a scene, apparently. Is I it? thought it was a full episode. But there's I'm sure it's long enough. Can you hear this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? I'm just playing a video and I've I forgot that we're recording. No, no, <laughs> so I, I didn't know I could I hear it. No. Okay. It's so bounce has iconic dreams, is it, Cliff? Are no, it's his fucking dream. Are you sure? Oh, there he is, Mark Little. Of uh, he's in it. He's getting married. Is that the one who went on to be a comedian and went on to kind be of, in the yeah. big? He's breakfast. on the big breakfast, yeah. Yes. Oh, he's he's loving it. Oh, this is amazing. Yeah, we definitely. <laughs> he's got a little dog friend. He's got a bow tie on. <laughs> I think he's getting so married. That's... The dog's getting married. <laughs> dogs don't have dreams like that, surely, do they? <laughs> We've got a bow tie on for some reason. 
Yeah. Uh, just be dreaming about shagging, I don't know, rabbits or something. That's what he's, he's definitely getting about. married, isn't it? Didn't he get run over? Because he couldn't like... find anything about when he got run over. Who? Someone reversed the car and ran him over or something. Oh, no, that's awful. Oh, he's having a... I know. This... But I couldn't find out who it was because that was going to be the question. Okay. <laughs> who ran him over? I <laughs> who ran Blue Carpenter? <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> so that's, your, that's Australia. All right. for you. Well, I think I got everyone right. I think you did, yes. What a wonderful country it is. Or continent, as we found out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Okay, then. Mm. We'll have music as well, don't we? We do have music. We just is It's by somebody called Violent Vicky. It certainly is. Very alluring. It, it's incredibly alluring, isn't it? it this, is a, this is Dark Synth from sunny Florida, Cliff. Oh, from That's Florida. I'm a from big Florida. fan of it. Big fan of Florida. Is that a continent? Let's just say yes. Yep. Well, it will be when the <laughs> earthquakes happen. <laughs> yep, it will be. Uh, well, I, <laughs> yes. I think this is great. I don't know where you, how you managed to secure this one, but well done on you. No uh, problem. It's called it Get stuff? to Me. Get to Get Me. It's a, re- yes. it's a remix. It's a remix. It is indeed a remix. Okay. Do we know the remixer? <laughs> Do we know the, the remixer? <laughs> yeah. Is that what they're called? <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's... I don't know what it's called. Could be called that, but the answer to that is no. Okay. Well, here we go with Violent Vicky. Yes. Get to me. Get to me. Enjoy Remixed. it. Listen to it and enjoy it, and then come back for Bouncer's Dream next time. Well, we'll spin out an hour on a two-minute sequence from a <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Right, okay. Lovely, Lovely to see right. you, Brett. Thanks for Thank your you. chat. And we'll speak to everyone next time. See you. Bye. Thank you.